Hello and welcome to Drift Proofing, the podcast to help you find meaning in life. My name is Andrew Cipriano and I will be your host. Throughout this podcast, I am going to talk about things like philosophy, psychology, which is my field of study, religion, spirituality, and meaning. I'm going to have episodes where I talk by myself about different psychology principles and different things like depression and anxiety. I'm also going to have episodes where I have people in my life come on and talk about what they're doing with their life and why. I found that it's very difficult to find information for younger people who are just starting their careers and trying to find a way that's meaningful to live. Unfortunately, I've grown up in a society that pushes instant gratification and the push to be young and rich. I don't like this goal. I think it's a bad goal. You can't aim at money and you cannot aim at happiness. However, I think a more fulfilling goal is to try to explore things you enjoy and try to fix problems that you see in the world. I'm currently finishing my four-year degree in psychology, and I am also working in a psychiatric unit where I talk to people every single day about these types of subjects and ask them these kinds of questions. I am also a very big fan of psychiatrist Viktor Frankl, who has a framework for meaning that says if you've suffered through something, you can use it to actually build meaning off of. So in this first episode today, I'm just going to talk briefly about myself, who am I, why I'm making this podcast, and what the heck I want you guys to get out of it. I'm very excited to explore the subject of meaning and how to make it in your life. And I hope that you can get a ton of awesome material out of this podcast and from the people that I talk to. My goal is to put as much information as I possibly can out for people who are looking for more direction in their life. So with no further ado, welcome to Drift Proofing. All right. So hello and welcome, everybody. I just want to first start out by saying thank you so much for listening, if anybody even is. Um, So I am getting used to this equipment still, and I'm pretty foreign to technology to begin with. I'm not great with it. So I'm still figuring everything out, but hopefully everything sounds good. And I want to just take this first couple minutes to explain what I want this podcast to be and hopefully how it's going to help you um, with your life. So I am currently studying psychology and I think through that, you also end up studying philosophy, a little bit of religion, and how it applies to the social world. You just That's part of psychology if you want a comprehensive view of the field. So I, I hope this podcast is going to also teach people psychological principles, but then more importantly, how they react to how you can apply them to your life. Um, particularly, I'm going to do specific episodes with um, people in different fields and what they're doing with their life and how it actually relates to the psychology principles I'm talking about, like meaning. um, I don't like the word purpose, but we're going to go with meaning and fulfillment and responsibility and positive emotion and negative emotion because all that's a part of life. So I've been on this path of existential frustration for, I would say, about eight years now. I've been in the field, uh, the job field for about 10. I'm 26 right now. And I've had a job in so many different industries, I have to even remember what they all are. I worked at a gym was my first job, and I did like the front desk there. I ran the daycare and the summer camp program and the the cafe and the towel desk too, literally a towel boy for a while. And then I ended up selling cars for two years, which was an awesome experience, not where I wanted to end up, but it definitely helped shape me to who I am and gave me a lot of knowledge about how the world works and sales and marketing, which is really important. And then I also worked wedding venues for a while. That was pretty fun. I got to run a photo booth and DJ for a little bit. I did a summer of manual labor, and that was probably the worst job I've ever had. Literally a hot summer in Michigan, um, putting up tents and 
chairs and whatever kind of party supplies you need that are heavy and hot and dirty. <laughs> um, so that was not a fun job. Uh, on top of that, I worked at a headhunting company for a while, so like a skin swapper. Um, people who pretty much, they call it um, talent management now or talent acquisition, and you literally, it's kind of like sales. You find people in fields that your company works with and you try to sell them over to a new job for a limited amount of time or potentially forever. That was okay. Again, I got a lot of experience there and I did marketing there. So I wasn't actually a headhunter, but still I was around them. I saw it um, and it, it was pretty similar in a lot of ways to car sales. And then also I had got really frustrated selling cars at the end of it. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't feel like I was doing anything meaningful or it was really going anywhere. So I decided to just pack up everything, quit my job. I sold my car and got my stuff together to move to Spain for a year. So I spent a year, all of 2019, practically in Barcelona, learning Spanish. Um, and that was quite an experience, and it definitely shaped who I am now. I got a third perspective on where I came from, my home, my culture, my language. And that was invaluable to me, even though it didn't really help me figure out, you know, what I was going to do with my life afterward. It was almost like a pause for my life to just go spiritually develop myself and learn about how the world works outside of America. So the main purpose of this podcast is, I want to call it Drift Proofing. So this is why I've named the podcast Drift Proofing Podcast, because I think that people assume they can drift through life, and I have plenty of experience doing that, and that life is just going to throw them a bone, and they're going to have the, thing, the things they want that they never planned for, but they want to get it anyways. So when I, I actually served and I bartended too for a year during COVID, so when I was doing that, I was working with a lot of people, awesome people, and I never have anything bad to say about them, but a lot of them were in their late 20s or early 30s, and they were just serving, and that's what they've done for a long time, and they didn't really have a plan set out for their life, and they weren't particularly unhappy people, but I think that there was things in their life that they would want to be better, like any of us. Um, you know, Serving probably isn't the end game, not that it was going to be for them, but I felt myself too. I didn't really have a plan. I was just there to make a quick 400 bucks a night or $500 a night, but during COVID, it didn't happen anyway. So once the money veil was lifted off my eyes, I reverted to understanding that I wanted more for my life and I needed to start planning. So for anyone who doesn't know Jordan Peterson, he is a huge public figure now, an intellectual a clinical psychologist, a university professor. He is a big role model for me, and he's someone who's helped shape a lot of my beliefs about life and psychology um, and philosophy and religion. So I want to throw a quote here that's kind of going to be like the underlying message for this whole podcast. So Jordan Peterson says, if you aim at nothing, you will become plagued by everything. This is a profound statement on what I've come to believe is true over the last pretty much 10 years. I've just been, I've done so many things and I've tried so many like little businesses and stuff. I, what actually got me to make this podcast, when I was 18, I had just come out of the closet and I was all excited to come out and be myself and I was excited and I felt alive that I could take on the world and do whatever I wanted and that magic was still there, the magic of potential. And it still is in a sense, but not how it was at the time. So I decided I want to make this clothing brand that was, it was just nice fitting clothing for men and women, mostly men though, that's what I know. And I just wanted to put like a little rainbow somewhere where you could kind of hide it and conceal it, but in the right places you could open it up, like a flip of the collar or flip your sleeve up and there was a rainbow and I had I literally it was called close the closet and I made business cards and I bought 
hats and t-shirts and rainbow ribbon and started putting the stuff together and it fizzled out. And then last week I was on Instagram or last month and there's a clothing brand now. I think it's called Do It Bunny or Do It Bunny Style or something like that. And it's exactly the clothing brand that I wanted to create that I had given up on. And I'm 26. I'm learning about all these principles about getting your life going and taking responsibility. And I think it's not fair of me to sit back when I know that I could be doing more to get my knowledge out there and ideas that I think are valuable to other people and actually produce them. Really, it was a whole explosion of a bunch of minor things that made me want to start this podcast. Um, I'm currently working at a psych hospital. So last year, existentially frustrated as normal, and I started reading about Jordan Peterson and saw his videos. Really, this was early 2019. And I got so sick of not having my life figured out. And I watched all my friends, you know, I'm only 26, but my friends are buying houses and they're getting married and they have jobs and they got some kind of a degree, even if it's not what they, you know, want to do now, but they have it. So they built some kind of defense from the suffering of life around themselves. And I'm not saying that I hadn't, but I was, I was, and I still currently am a little bit disappointed about the planning that I've done for my life. So I've come to realize how important goal planning is, uh, the core belief model of therapy and how you need to work on the past and if you want to move forward and how it holds you back if you let it, um, the unconscious mind and how easy it is to get your information out here anymore. So I just decided that I was going to start this podcast with the attempt of reaching as many people as I can and, and letting them know they're not alone with feeling utterly lost, but they need to have hope and start taking on responsibility and start planning out their life if they want to get out of this rut. All right, so I went through a period in 2019 when I first got home from Spain. I was not good. I went to Spain and had pretty much a year of vacation. I don't want to say it was all vacation because obviously living in a different country every day isn't blissful. And I was taking classes every day for Spanish. So it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily easy, but it wasn't difficult. Not as difficult as working 60 hours a week at a car sales job that I wasn't particularly fond of just for the money. So... I got back from Spain and it was just, it was the juxtaposition of getting home and having nothing after I had just spent the last year with everything. Um, I had friends there that I met that really turned out to be like a family for me. I had life experiences. I could literally go to the beach when I wanted. Not that that's what I did every day, but it was there. I was in a new environment compared to the winters in Michigan. Waking up in Barcelona every day is exciting and new and I felt like I was on a journey and I didn't have to worry about money through that time because I saved money selling cars. So I didn't have a job, which was lovely, a nice break. And I would say I needed one because um, I was burning myself out and just so stressed. Um, I also had at the time a boyfriend, which was amazing. And I had to say goodbye to him in a very difficult decision to come home. And um, that took a long time to get over. I don't know if I'm still over it because there's something really difficult about having to say goodbye to someone you love and not know if you're ever going to see them again and know that the only reason you can't be with this person is because you geographically are kind of hooked onto one place. So I decided not to go back to Spain, and that's something I struggle with. But I've also learned that you really can't have any regrets in life, and if you love somebody, that you have to do the best thing for them. I don't think that it was the best thing for either of us, and we mutually agreed to that. So anyways, I came home, and I went from that juxtaposition of me being very happy and almost carefree and growing and maturing back to literally jumping into the bedroom I grew up in. And it, this is at 24 years old, mind you. This is after I made a good amount of money for a 21-year-old selling cars. I didn't have a job. Um, 
I actually was in debt a little bit and I had to start over. Um, and this threw me into a, I never got diagnosed, but I would say it was a clinical depression. And especially after learning about clinical depression, spending a year in a psych ward and reading just about any psych book I can get my hands on, I'm going to pretty confidently say it was clinical depression. Um, so I take it back. I'm going to say it was clinical depression. So anyways, I went into this clinical depression and I didn't know how to get out of it. You know, when you're depressed, I, I believe that your psychological resources are not as strong as the suffering you're facing. Um, you just don't have enough tools in your kit and you don't have the foresight to see it's ever going to get better. And when you're going through a depression, the only way I can explain it is you genuinely feel the world, everyone around you, the entire world would be a better place if you weren't a part of it. Um, it isn't always just sadness, sometimes just numb. I didn't want to do anything. I had no interest. I was going to work and at the time I had to work at the headhunting agency and I just, I liked it. It was a good job and I had a good boss and my brother worked there and, you know, the pieces were decent, but I just wasn't in a good place mentally. And through that, that experience, I, I started to dig myself out of it. I didn't want to go on antidepressants. Um, really fast, a quick note, I don't think that antidepressants are all bad and there's a time and a place for them and if they're going to save your life, then take them. That is a PSA for you. And after working in the psych hospital, I stand by that firmly. But I am a hard-headed Italian, and for some reason I didn't want to take them. I wanted to see if there was other alternatives I could lead with. And I'm happy I did, because for me it worked out. And what dragged me out of the depression, personally, I believe, um, I read a bunch of books on depression. One of them was called The Six Steps to Cure Depression Without Drugs by Stephen Alardi. Um, if anybody ever is feeling like they might be clinically depressed or even just depressed occasionally or, I don't know, any kind of not happiness with your life in general, overwhelming sense of doom or um, uneasiness about the future, I highly recommend you read it. So the book is pretty much just saying we should live more like our hunter-gatherer ancestors. A healthier lifestyle will, will keep your mind safe from depression. Um, I find a lot of the principles in that book to be very helping, but I also think there's more to it than that. So Another book that I got into was called Man's Search for Meaning. And that book pretty much says, it's by Viktor Frankl. He has his own logotherapy. And through logotherapy, it's literally therapy through meaning. So you have to find meaning to bear the suffering that you're going through. And if you can have meaning, then you can stand up to anything in the face of suffering. Um, that's another big philosophy part of my psychology that I am studying, and I firmly believe that as well. So this leads me to the next part of my podcast. The big thing that got me out of the depression, I think, was I started to create a plan for my life. I started to pick up responsibility where I had not before. I said, I'm going to finish my four-year degree. So I had already had two years from a community college near me in accounting, of all things. I'm not going to do accounting. But it did help me with the car sales. So yeah, accounting just wasn't for me. Obviously, it's not useless. And some people actually like doing accounting. And it's like a very logical thing. And that's perfect for some people. But not for me. I wanted something else. Um, so I decided to get my four-year in psychology. I don't know if this was just part of the inspiration from reading Jordan Peterson, all these psychologists that I really liked, or if it's because I really, truly enjoy sitting down and thinking really hard about what drives us. And I find myself at parties getting in these conversations where everyone thinks I'm a buzzkill because I want to talk about your life and career and job and what you're doing and how, you know, how you're feeling about life. Are you depressed? Are you anxious? Why? Let's talk about meaning. And I always find myself getting these conversations. And since I've been I don't even know, 16, I found myself doing this. And I just never really realized that that was kind of a part of psychology. <laughs> so 
Um, I also did take a course on life coaching by a guy named Kane Ramsey online on udemy.com, U-D-E-M-Y.com. It's a $16 course. It's like literally 50 hours of coursework, and it is amazing. And through that, I've learned a lot of basic cognitive behavioral therapy principles without even knowing that I was learning cognitive behavioral therapy. So everything kind of just lined up for me to be in this field. But at the same time, I'm not 100% sure, sure that I want to be in this field. And I want that to be a big part of the message I spread as well is I don't know if you're going to know. You know, I, I tell this in my groups at the psych hospital, there's never going to be just a bright light that shoots down from the heavens and says, this is your meaning, you know, written on a scroll. And I don't believe that to be true. And I don't like that people say, find your life's purpose and your life's meaning, because I think it's constantly evolving. But with that said, I think you do need to pick something and you need to act and goal plan. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. And I'm going to get into the more specifics on that, obviously, and have whole episodes on it. Um, But I just wanted to kind of give you some information about why I'm starting this podcast. Hopefully, this is mildly interesting to you. It's very interesting to me. Um, I personally cannot think of a better question than what should I do with my life? How should I act in the world to maximize my chance of being happy? And again, I don't want to say that happiness is the goal because it isn't. But if you can set up meaning and and fulfillment and a family that's healthy in your life and you're psychologically healthy, then you will be happy. That's a byproduct of all of those things. If you're physically healthy too, you know, the mind and the body are one and the same. So I just wanted to express how much this all means to me and that you're not alone and how many people I've talked to that have had this similar situation and didn't articulate it um, in the way that maybe they wanted to or maybe they haven't articulated it at all. You know, they've kind of been ignoring planning out what they want and how to get it. They're everywhere. I, every job I've ever worked, I've been with people who were letting life guide them instead of the other way around. And I will tell you, if you decide to plan it out, you can definitely guide your own life. So I am currently, like I said earlier, a year away from getting my psych degree, and I'm not 100% sure what I am doing afterwards. If I'm going to get, I'm, I think I'm planning on getting an LPC. For anyone who doesn't know, that's like a limited license psychologist. You have to work under a psychologist, but you're still a counselor. Um, you're not a clinical psychologist, but you do counseling with like more general things like anxiety, depression, life unhappiness. It's like, it's almost like a certified life coach, but like a certified through a university life coach, which I want. Um, my big concern, this is actually why I waited so long to start doing a podcast or, you know, talking publicly other than at the hospital was because I don't want to come off as a hack. I am very, very logical and left-brained and rational. So I want, you know, when somebody asks me a question, I want to sound credible and I want to be credible. I don't want to just be throwing out hacky information like choose happiness and smile every day and gratitude, which actually gratitude is important psychologically. It's proven that gratitude is important. I have a gratitude journal. I don't use it enough, but I want to actually know my knowledge and know that I can make a difference and know what I'm going to say is going to be important to people. So that's why I've been waiting to make this. But I think I'm at the point now where I can give a lot of good information and touch on a lot of subjects and genuinely be of good use to people who might need it. So again, I just want to help people figure out what they want to do with their lives and how they can maintain getting there. It's not easy. And actually planning out a path guarantees that you're going to have something to aim at and something to fail at. Um, I think that's a big part of why people don't aim at anything because you then you know when you're going to fail. And Jordan Peterson talks about this pretty extensively. And it makes a lot of sense. So I am very happy to say now I have life goals and I just feel so much better about my life right now. And I don't want to say that and, you know, give the impression that I don't have any uncertainty because I do. But through choosing to go down one path, 
Um, I wake up every day now and I think psychology and I don't know why I'm not going to question it, but I go to, you know, I have my classes online. So I do that in the morning and then I go to the psych hospital. And even when I'm not working or doing schoolwork, I'm reading about psychology. I have a blog online where I'm writing about it. I have videos on YouTube where I'm talking about it. And again, it's not like that. Oh my God, I had that aha moment because I don't believe that exists. But through taking something I was mildly interested in and then actually learning about it and forcing myself diligently to learn about it, even when it got hard or when it got boring, which it will, if you guys have any knowledge about psychology, you're going to take a lot of stats classes and they're not particularly interesting most of the time. But there are books you can read about it that make it interesting. But through doing this, I found that I actually have something that I can be relatively passionate about. And it's amazing. And I've never felt this way through any job I've ever been in. There's things I've liked about it, but it's been just that. I'm, I'm like, sure, I like, I love talking to customers before they sell a car. I like that part. But there's 30 things I don't like. And at the end of the day, it doesn't help me sleep no matter how much money I'm making. It doesn't make me feel fulfilled. Um, but this does, and I'm very excited that you guys are going to be part of it. I'm going to do my next episode. I want to interview someone and kind of have them run through their life like I just did, and I'm going to be probing them with questions about uh, psychology and meaning, and I'm going to have a lot of guest speakers on, but I also want to do episodes where I'm just talking about things that I think are extremely important about life. Um, so thank you again so much for listening. This was kind of a short episode, but probably better than it was while I'm getting used to being on mic. All right, thank you. You guys have a good day.